Welcome to episode 100 of the Mutant Ages podcast. Ryan and I recorded a regular episode and didn't realize it was episode 100 until after we were done. So we didn't do anything special at all. However, it's a great app. You know, it starts off with me explaining to Ryan how to find porn about Wolverine on Archive of Our Own. And I left most of it in. I could have cut it out, but uh, it's, uh, it's important, I think. So in honor of episode 100, here's me explaining to Ryan something he should have already known. Okay, if you click on... Logan X-Men. Here, I'll send... I'm sending oh, it to you. Oh, I see what you're saying. If you click on the tag... Then you find all of the stories, and it's 9,260 stories that have Logan in them as part of the tags. Okay. And then if you want, on the right-hand side, you can go over and click Relationships, and it, like, unfolds, what? and you can be like, oh, I only want Logan slash Scott Summers fixed. That's, like, and a thing? Can, yeah. Do you looking at archive of our own right now? Yeah, but I've never I've never gone here before. So okay. Well, this is like how you find porn. How do you not know this? Because I used I used fanfiction.net back in the day, and I okay, clearly well, have not. Okay. Well, archive of our own is way better. Wow. I like how I did not know about all this. Like I I remember fanfiction.net, but it's been so long since I've even entertained fanfiction. So. I just want to read this one that just says Logan goes to visit his lover Kurt at his church, bringing some beer and very naughty intentions. Mm. Kurt isn't feeling right after his first heavy BDSM session with Logan. <laughs> <laughs> These are some good fanfic prompts. Oh my god! Anyway, I'm Maddie. I'm Ryan. <laughs> are we are we putting all that in there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ryan, like, I was just teaching Ryan how to use archive of our own to find Logan fan fiction. Would you believe it? Would anybody listening to the show believe me if I said I didn't even like know I think enough I about would because I'm it's, old. <laughs> we're old. We are in our thirties and archive of our own did not develop until after we were long out of high school and college. Yeah, we had fanfiction.net, which is still yeah, apparently fanfic.net and you couldn't search for things as effectively on there as you well, can. Well, also fanfiction.net still exists. That hasn't it does, stopped. Of course. You know, yeah. But it, it, Archive of Our Own has this comprehensive tagging system where you can find exactly what you want, assuming the writer has done a good job of tagging their story. So that's very important. I just needed to show Ryan how to find porn. Well, I wrote so many... Fi- I See, the reason why I remember all this is that... See, I just found my old profile fiction, fanfiction.net. Apparently, I removed everything at some point. Uh, that's kind of tragic. It is, well, I still have most of it. But like, I think I took it down. I don't know. It's like one of those stupid things I do where I'm like, this doesn't need to be on the internet anymore. And then I take I it down. I get that though. Like it's yeah. embarrassing, and you want to take all that stuff down. Well, it's but of like course not you'll even be putting it back up for the benefit of Mutant Ages and Warcraft Valley listeners. You're just reading. Well, that's the fan I mean, honestly, the that's now. the plan in the long run. But you know, what's really funny is that like I'm looking at this and I'm looking at my profile, which isn't even my real name. So it's not like anybody would have even known it was me except for my friends. It was like I created it in 2001. That's when fanfiction.net was a like a thing, right? Yeah. And that's when X-Men Evolution was airing. And that is what we do on this podcast. We I like to we're just, we're, we're just we're like quick sidebar about how we read and write fan fiction first. Uh, let's try to drag the topic back. We're still watching X-Men Evolution. This is the Mutant Ages where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. 
you know that like most of the fan fictions I wrote were ironically not about the X-Men. I did that for Warcraft Valley, but like I wrote hundreds of stupid Resident Evil fan fiction where like nothing would even happen. It was like the characters would I all just like hang out. I if people have backed the Patreon, they already know that like you wrote a fan fiction as your self-insert character Ferix, but like he was part <laughs> of the Umbrella Corporation. Like that was one of the most recent fan fictions that we read, and it was essentially a Resident Evil fan fiction. It was, but it also like Ferix was just Wolverine. He could heal, he got like surgery, he lost his memory. There were a lot of Resident Evil characters in the mix though, and like people were turning into nemesis monsters and like getting Okay, that was really funny. It was super funny. Funny. If you want anyway, to listen to that, there's a go lot of, back there's to Patreon, a lot of basically. crossover in the Mutant Ages canon between yeah. Resident Evil and X-Men, according to us. Maybe that'll be a future show. We'll have, like, the Umbrella Ages. And we could still call it the Mutant Ages, though, honestly. I mean, honestly, yeah, it still fits, doesn't it? Huh? It does. Okay. It does. All things mutant over here. But anyway, That's we're true. still watching X-Men Evolution. We are. I, we're like, I don't know what the ADHD is about today, but today we're reviewing Survival of the Fittest and previously Episode on the nine. X-Men... Uh, all the X-Men and Brotherhood members have found their way into the respective cults, I guess. And uh, <laughs> yep. Rogue recently switched sides from the Brotherhood to the X-Men, although we really didn't even see her fight alongside the Brotherhood at any point in time. We she was didn't. kind of she with them. She was always chickening out or being like, oh, I'm suddenly busy and I can't help. Ah, yeah, I know, but she'd then be peeking on the X-Men through windows and mm-hmm. Mystique recently tried to kill Cyclops and it was always honestly the most evil thing she's tried to do on the show because the rest of the time it's just been well, her abusing rogue was pretty bad i mean yeah, okay that's right mystique, I forgot about mystique has that. done a lot of evil things on this show however we love her anyway because it's mystique and also because the alternative is xavier who's done nothing good at all ever uh, in so his far life. In, including this episode where it just is <laughs> revealed even further that he's still being an asshole and i was yeah. like He's the, pretty bad. I, at least in X-Men, the animated series, they tried to redeem him. And so far in this show, they have not even tried. And Wolverine in this episode yeah. is like, he's just mildly annoyed by the whole thing where he's just like, I don't have time to unpack your stupid bullshit right now because the bullshit's already here. I know. I know. <laughs> This is this is going to be an episode about the Juggernaut, but it's also kind of but not, not. Colossus. Are you excited that Colossus is I not am in this episode? I'm actually excited. Colossus is in here. It is kind of funny that the Juggernaut plotline isn't even the main one. Like it's not actually what most of the episode is about. Most of the episode is about the teenagers fighting with each other and like being adorable. Well, it's just like kind of in the background. But also, this version of Juggernaut is more interesting than X-Men the Animated Series. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a mutant, which I think X-Men the Animated Series also kind of played No, no, with he's that. not a mutant at this. He said that he had the mutant gene, but it never right. awoken, which I think well, might be true. I don't uh, remember. But he said... It's described in a weird way. We can we can get to yeah, it when we okay. get to well, it. Well, anyway, so that's where we're at now. And so let's just start off by saying we have like the Spaceballs opening of Star Wars here where like <laughs> there's a security guard going into a Star Wars base for like roughly 25 minutes and we have to it watch them. It takes so long. And it turns out the guard is Mystique, by the way, but it takes us like 20 minutes to find out it's Mystique. It's just like this security guard slowly walking through and like putting his hand on a door and it scans his hand and then he does the eye scan and the eye scan. And then it's like opens a door and on the inside 
outside the door, there's like a computer that you have to type something in. Then that door opens, and then like a wall moves. And then there's moves, like a tube like, that like lowers up from the ground, <laughs> and it's like there's a tube, and then the tube needs to open up, and the tube is like got juggernaut inside of it. But then there's all this liquid inside the tube, and he has to like press a button in order to empty the tube. I guess speaking of Resident Evil, here we go. Oh, it's like we're just God. releasing Tyrant very slowly, very so, slowly. But it's very juggernaut. slowly. Mystique, it is juggernaut. Mystique reveals that she was the prison guard all along. Yeah, By the way, this prison is empty. No one is in the prison. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where this is. And Mystique's like, wake up, bitch. It's time to go fuck your brother, Charles Xavier. And like, that's And, and the that's opening. it. That's the whole scene. It took us 20 minutes and then credits. That, now no, we're, okay, so now we're going back to the mountains, which could, I guess could be the same mountains as the previous episode but we're not it really sure be. but I now it's know. summer suddenly it's a completely different season it's summer <laughs> remember how last episode it was winter time and now what? it's summer okay. todd yeah. tr- todd tried to figure this out for us because he was he tried to figure out where the mountains were and he was like it might be the adirondacks which i think is a good guess but yeah but then i was like isn't that still like a three and a half hour drive from westchester new york i mean they're in a fictional city though like who the fuck knows where bayville is <laughs> So it turns out there is a place called Bayville and it's in Long Island, New York, which I don't know if that's where they're supposed to be. But if it is, that's kind of funny, actually, because it means they are not in upstate New York. They're a lot closer to New York City than we thought they were, which kind of makes a little bit more sense for Spike's backstory and also for the reasoning as to why they would still be playing against Pietro's basketball team in school. But it means that the Adirondacks are five and a half hours away. And, you know, Montreal's even further than that and so on and so forth. So this was a school trip that was way up in the mountains in that other episode. And now it's summertime. So, yeah, don't worry about it. Anyway, so we're back in the mountains and we have basically the sergeant from Venture Brothers. What's his name? <laughs> he's here. He's like, he's he's I don't know who the fuck he is or what his he's relationship invented is for the show. He's his name is Sergeant Hawk and he's in charge of this survival camp, which is called Iron. Oh, Back. I thought his name was Sergeant Hot. <laughs> he's not hot, though. <laughs> no, it would have made more sense if this was like Nick Fury or something, but he has a different role later on. I know. So. Why didn't they just have it be like, I don't know, Maria Hill or like fucking Captain America? I don't know. They could have put in any character here, but instead it's some random ass guy. Captain America comes later. Yes, he does. He comes later into Logan's butthole. That's, That's literally just... what happens. So anyway, yeah. this guy is here and we have all the X-Men and the Brotherhood. And then we have like maybe three other teenagers from the yeah, school. Yeah, who are like not mutants and just standing in the background like, this is weird. Like, there's something strange about this camp that we just can't put our finger on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is it's it that the... 27 children here are mutants and we're not? I don't know. Yeah. And then there's campus called Ironback. Uh, and the sergeant's, <laughs> uh, the sergeant's doing that thing. He's like, and this camp, we are, you're not going to cry. We're going to spend all day up. We're going to climb some mountains. You know, like all that kind of stupid shit. Yeah, and he's then like, he... we're going to climb mountains. There's not any water balloon tosses or pony rides at this camp. You're each going to get your butts ridden by a mountain every single fucking day when you wake up. Do you read me? <laughs> and everybody's like, yes, yeah, Sergeant Hawk, sir. And then Hawk stops in front of Scott, who's wearing like a threadbare tank top that exposes his entire chest. I don't know how to explain this tank top. It it was, is but it's really funny because it's tiny. It is a game club outfit it, oh this my god it is, is because he's also skinny as fuck so it's not like he's wearing it and then is like also super jacked it's just like the super lazy he's, guy he's with like this trying to show off his masculinity that he doesn't yet possess because he's 15 okay well years he old. tries doing that this whole episode and gene gray is having none of it i know it's great but anyway sergeant hawk is like scott gets good grades so he's in charge of the entire well first group. he calls scott scott sunders or summoners yeah and he like, calls him by the wrong yeah, name and, and cyclops goes it's summers <laughs> like 
This is this this is going to be Scott's energy for the rest of the episode. He's going to be it really is, whiny and, he's and really so annoying. Excited to be in charge again, and he's like, "I'm in charge of the the group," and everybody's already annoyed at him from the jump. So Kitty and Evan and Kurt and Roger all complaining, which was like very you and me in gym class. Like, <laughs> I mean, just instantly they were all like, "Oh, we're gonna die. We haven't even done anything yet, okay, but, but it's we're like gonna fucking die." They think they're gonna camp. die in the mountains, even though Xavier literally shoots machine guns in the morning at them i know like why are they so scared but i, I did think it was cute that evan was like i'm a city kid i was like yeah this probably is evan's first time like, this is camping. like evan's personal nightmare by the way i yeah. love what rogue does where she goes she just instantly is like i'm, I'm going a wall she's like anyone yeah. know how to hotwire school bus and scott's yeah. like no what no yeah but then scott's like Professor Xavier endorses this place and I suck yes. his dick, so we have to stay. Yeah. And, and then, then Jean is like, yeah, at least Professor X gave us a choice. It was survival training here or with Wolverine. And Rogue goes, that blatantly isn't a choice. And Scott goes, it's fine. Shut up. Or at least that's my my translation of what they said. I, that's not really what they no, said. No, my translation was Jean being like, at least he didn't brainwash us into coming this time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the Brotherhood is also simultaneously mad that they're there because yes. Scott's in charge of like all these students even though we never see anybody else except for the brotherhood in the x-men for the rest of this episode and yep. fred's really mad that he's not in charge which i think was an interesting nod to the comic books i thought that was interesting as well i liked yeah, it yeah i never him. caught that before and i i like that because uh, of the, all of them he's the one that does end up leading the brotherhood after mystique right like it's not really avalanche or toad right. or even quicksilver so yeah i mean they're kind of setting up fred i mean i've just chosen to ignore mutant crush completely and all <laughs> Yeah, me too, like, that I was episode like, never happened. I like the new version of Fred that I've invented in my mind. <laughs> well, We're that's because on. like this new version of him has nothing to do with that weird introduction episode. Like in this, yeah. he's just like a normal guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And his complaints in this is that they're making him do stupid shit. He's like, why am I even doing this? Like, yeah. So. Pietro also has kind of like mean girl energy. So that's well, kind of throughout the episode. Pietro. Like he makes fun of Fred a lot and like that's just part of it. And I sort of had mixed feelings about it, but I was also like, I think part of how they're showing that these are the bad kids is that they all make fun of each other and they aren't working together in the way that they're supposed to be if they were the X-Men. Yeah, but, but again, all four of them in this episode don't even strike me as bad guys. They just they remind me. Really. They, they just seem like uh, they're other kids that don't even really dislike the X-Men that much. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of fun. Like they, this episode is probably the closest to feeling like all of them are teenagers because the stakes are so low for everything that they're doing. It's like they don't realize what they're being enlisted in by Xavier and Mystique. So they're just like right. at summer camp, like competing with each other in this like meaningless exercise. I, I, I agree. And it's also like, why did Xavier and Mystique send them there and not go themselves? I don't really know what I mean, the purpose I like of this it. was. Like at least they get to have this moment of feeling like actual children for once in their goddamn lives. Like, I don't really know why Xavier and Mystique let them have this, but for once they're not like being supervised by somebody else and like right. told I, what they have to do. And also the brotherhood in this episode and throughout the rest of the show, really aren't even like posed as the bad guys they're just like some other mutants and like what would essentially be like a rival school had emma frost run it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that's that's kind of the vibe i get from this because throughout this they similar to those four characters kind of flip-flop a lot between becoming good guys and sticking to like this i guess quote-unquote bad guy route but like 
I don't really understand what their purpose is because I know throughout the show they don't really serve Magneto and after Mystique's gone they just are just kind of there. They're just kind of there chilling. Yeah. I mean I don't know. I like all four of them even though Pietro's kind of like a mess. Me too. I enjoy the I enjoy their energy a lot. Yeah. So Fred wants to be group leader and he's like should have been me. Scholastic achievement. Pfft because that's the reason why Scott was chosen. Pietro's like, whatever, you can't even spell Scholastic Achievement. And Fred is like, I can spell Doomed, which is what that goody-goody gang is going to be when I get them alone in the woods. Ted's like, yeah, I can hear it now. Search and rescue efforts abandoned. And then Avalanche, or Lance, as I guess his real name is, is like, no, <laughs> we need to humiliate them in public because that's my fetish. And so then all of them are like, okay. I, I, thought, I thought his fetish was that he wanted to have sex with them in public. He was like, I don't know. Lance is like very into Cyclops in this episode, which I... don't. Don't it's remember not a this. Ship that exists in any other episode that <laughs> I know. That's kind of like how this show goes, though. It yeah, like puts random like, characters together, like and everybody's horny for each other, which is true of the X Men, right? Mm-hmm. And true of teenagers, I guess. So Avalanche just gets really hyper focused on humiliating Scott in this episode. Yeah, and, like, that's is true. Obsessed with him. And then we go back to Mystique, who's yep. still slowly walking <laughs> into the room to get Juggernaut out. Yeah, slowly. And, like, so, <laughs> the, draining the water and Mystique's like who was it that put you in here oh that's right your brother that little piece of shit and Jorgonaut's like why are you freeing me and Mystique's yeah, like, like who the fuck are you yeah, she's like she's like I need you to get me Cerebro out of there and you can do whatever you want once when you bring me Cerebro and yeah. right now Colossus isn't even a character for you to, to fight and stop you so anyway <laughs> I have a jet waiting for you and she morphs into the jet and Juggernaut's <laughs> like nobody's brings the Juggernaut anywhere and he just kind of tosses her aside and she's like charming yeah and she's annoyed because juggernaut decides to just fucking walk to the mansion by himself like a good chunk of this episode is cut away to juggernaut walking to the mansion because <laughs> he chose not to take it's the jet him kind of like stomping along i don't know I don't it's know. it's really funny but then it goes back to the x-men who are now climbing ropes to go zip lining i guess yeah, they're just climbing ropes like gym class style. I think that I think this is like one of several events that are part of like an obstacle course that they're all competing against each other in. Yeah. And like there's this moment where Fred climbs the ropes and then the whole structure starts to break and he's like, I'm not built for this. And I wrote, actually, Fred, it wasn't built for you because I'm just mad at this show for like humiliating Fred from time to time. I, that's like what my reaction was to this, too, because like, yeah. First of all, he tried. Obviously, he could have done it if like he that thing could was have done like it. he's very strong. But yeah. like it's like this fucking small well, okay. rope. Whatever. What they did is that they were like instead of being like, oh, he's too strong, and he grabbed the rope and rocked on structure because he's so strong. It's like he got on the thing, and then it's like, uh oh, he's so fat, it's gonna break. And I was I like, know. I don't Why? like that. I feel Why? like they could have had him doing well in the little decathlon thing, but whatever. Well, yeah, I guess because it's like later on it turns Scott. out like he's the only person that's helpful in half the situations that are about to come up, right? Like, yeah. It's, although that, I think they do let him look good in, like later when they're climbing the mountain. Even though Pietro makes fun of him, I was like, Fred's still doing all the work. Okay, but also he's the only one who could fight the juggernaut. I know. I know. <laughs> so like, whatever. I'm Fred just is saying, the hero of this show. I, I I know. I like how I'm becoming a big Fred Dukes fan. Like Adam. It's because we're contrary. Like if somebody keeps <laughs> telling me to hate a character, I start being like, well, why? Why am I supposed to hate them so much? And like, they can't give us a good reason. Like They're just yeah. like, oh, well, he's fat. So you shouldn't like him. And it's like, and I'm like actually, that's not a reason. That's yeah, nothing. Like, I like them now because of you show. He's my favorite character now. 
Yeah, yeah, so I'm rooting then, for him, honestly. Anyway. Yeah, I like Toad, too, for the same reason. I do, it's too. Like the show Toad is isn't like, even presented as, like, bad in this. He's just kind Toad of, like, annoying. Toad is, like, just unassumingly a good guy. Like, there's no bad side to Toad in this episode, even. Yeah, anyway. and also, Pietro's not bad, either. He's just constantly, well, like... Pietro's a little bitchy. Let's be honest he's here. Che- Pietro... He che- okay, but he's, like, mean girl. I'm gonna cheat on stuff, but also, I want to show off because I want to fuck you type of thing. Like, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, he, he just has that, like, insecure queer kid right. energy yeah, that's where exactly he's what's like, I'm gonna be mean to everybody else because I hate myself, which yeah, does feel very real and is like a sad that's, thing that, that's that people true. do. And then you have Lance who just doesn't even want to be there. He's like, yeah. why? Lance is like, I don't know, I just figured out I'm gay and I want to fuck Cyclops, kind of, but I don't <laughs> want my friends to find out. Okay, fair. And speaking of which, like, they're now racing. They're, it's yes. a Avalanche and Cyclops going down this little zip line. They get to two floating boats in the river and then Avalanche they, like, makes a rumble. They push each other sexually. Yeah, yeah. Then, but then so Avalanche like shakes the ground a little bit and like that doesn't even cause like Scott to slip on Get a rock hurt. or anything. He just yeah. trips. He trips yeah. and falls into the water. And mm-hmm. Spike's like, he he pops at his little spikes and he's like, I'm gonna pop his boat. And Gene's like, no, we're not using our powers. Don't worry about Scott. He handle this like the wise, wise leader that he is. And then you see Scott clearly <laughs> blast Avalanche out of his boat. And Gene's just like, or not. With his eye beams, using his eye beams to explode Avalanche's boat. By the way, all the other teenagers are there. It's like, do they not see that? Yeah. Like, and then Scott runs over the finish line and everyone cheers because they're like, I guess that's fine. I know, and the um, X-Men and Brotherhood start arguing about who's yes, cheating and who's and not who doing what. And up, says yeah. the sergeant makes them all do push-ups, like all of them, including a really long pan over on Fred, but it's not in a bad way. They just show yeah. that Fred's doing it without having a problem where all the rest of them are like gasping <laughs> Which, for course, ears. Yeah, yeah and I was course. like, okay, I kind of like that Fred's the only one that can even do a push-up. So. Of course he can do 60 push-ups easy peasy and everybody else is like not. I mean, yeah. Fred's job before he went to this high school was like being a strong I know, like, man. Like trucks around and throwing them at people i don't so, know like all of this should be easy for fred and it right. is and um, so anyway there's this whole thing where the sergeant's like you guys can't get along so basically you need to get to the top of this like mountain that may or may not be snowing and i put a flag up there and you have to get up there and whoever gets up there first wins i don't know what the fuck they're winning like i don't really understand they just have like to get it's up literally to just sergeant Hawk trying to get rid of them for four hours like he's like fine climb this fucking mountain i don't give a shit like yeah, I know. these kids die like I, if you look I, at don't, the mountain- I don't know and so quicksilver and kurt pietro and kurt are just like okay We'll get up there right away because, like, Pietro's like, I'll run up. And Kurt's like, I'll teleport up there. And basically, they're not saying that, but that's what they're insinuating. And the sergeant's right. like, actually, all of you have to be up there and you have to take a picture of yourselves and give it to me, which yep. I don't know what they're taking a picture on at the time because they don't have like smartphones. I think it's yet. a Polaroid because at the very end, they show the picture of all of them at the top Who of the mountain. Who has the remember? Polaroid camera in this? I don't fucking know. Like, Honestly, wh- I don't know. That's <laughs> like, a really wh- good point. I, like, which honestly, of them has it? we're going to get to it, but I think story has it yeah she probably does and okay, she's so, probably like why didn't any of you bring a camera and they're all like oh we didn't I mean, think like, I mean, it. it's we'll get to it it's just kind of absurd but anyway so avalanche and scott start bitching at each other again and avalanche <laughs> is like watch out scott sumner and scott's like i'm gonna blast you and gene's like gene literally gets in front of him and goes scott what the fuck do you think you're even doing right now? Yeah, like, Which are you I, trying to kill someone with your fucking eye beams like, in it, the it, woods? It was like, I laughed so hard because that was literally what Jean said. She's like, yeah. what are you even doing? She's just like, what? what yeah. is this? What is this shit? 
Uh, yeah, and Scott gets all defensive and he's like, nothing. I'm just fed up with these delinquents getting away with everything while we're stuck playing by the rules. And then Avalanche is like, we don't need our powers to beat you. And Scott's like, fine, we'll all play it straight and wave to you from the top, bitch. I know, and Jean is like, like good, good, fucking sh- shut up. Like, <laughs> Jesus. But, and then she's like, she's like, so it's agreed that no powers. And I, for <laughs> one, am very proud of you both. And Scott's like, come on. <laughs> That part was really funny, actually. I, I, I liked it, it. This episode made me like really realize that out of all the TV shows and movies, this is the only one that even remotely got Jean Grey right. I know. I love her in this. She's like both sanctimonious and also like the smart one in fun ways. I don't know. It's I mean, yeah, she's kind of like a little bit of a know-it-all sometimes, which I like. So mm-hmm. so then we go back to the X-Mansion for a second. Xavier's sec. spying on the children with Cerebro. Oh, like- my God. <laughs> Like Logan walks in and he's like, so are you doing anything important? And Xavier's like, no, I'm just spying on the teenagers from far away for no fucking reason. And they're all using their powers and I'm mad at them about it. And Logan's like, well, did you tell them not to use their powers? And Xavier's like, no. No. And Logan's like, okay, well then whatever. They're teenagers. What did you expect? So, okay. Oh, by the way, a mutant alarm goes off and Cerebro's like, there's a mutant. It's your brother. And Xavier's like, oh, fuck my half brother is coming to kill me and logan's like okay who (laughs) okay also logan does ask why and xavier doesn't (laughs) answer he just like comes it's like because he knows that if he tells logan that he locked his brother up for no real good reason other than i mean we're not giving a background on this but we have to assume it's because like xavier was fucking with his head all the time so probably i mean it's because that's what happens in this episode that's all that is the only thing we're given in this and logan's like why is he coming i'm sort of assuming it's based on the same usual backstory that Kane Marco has, which is that like they're half brothers. Kane is jealous of Xavier because Xavier has powers and Kane doesn't. And also, Xavier's a that. fucking piece of shit about it. And so, like, that's a good fair reason to be jealous of him, but whatever. I and know. according to this version, Kane also possesses an X gene at birth that's dormant for most of his life. But as Xavier puts it, he awakened it with mysticism. So it's sort of like a fun combination of like the juggernaut mystical right. power and and having some mutant power, which I kind of wonder if we would have case. gotten a opportunity to see him in like a version of Black Tom on this show that would have yeah maybe gone into it more. We see him a few more times on the show, but like not not enough. And I would like to because I kind of enjoyed this version of Juggernaut because he wasn't like here's Dougie, I'm stupid and dumb. Like yeah, this I version mean, of this Juggernaut, version, he's kind of silent most of the time and like scary. And he's kind of like nemesis. He just shit. He's like yeah. stomps on it. No, Mister X. He's more like Mister yes. X where he pops in and it's like starts playing like X gonna get you. But it's well, I guess it still works because it's a mutant gene. <laughs> Whatever. So yeah. Logan does ask why. And that's when Xavier just goes, oh, well, he had a power that was on Awakened and all that shit. And then he's yeah. like, juggernaut. They turned him into a juggernaut. And Logan's yeah. just like, what is even happening? So Cyclops yeah. <laughs> is now running around, ordering the X-Men around in the woods. And they're just running and running. And he's like, we have to get to that flight. And we're going to get it the right way. And Kitty's like, Kurt, can you just teleport us up there? Because I'm getting really annoyed at this. And Kurt's <laughs> like, my boyfriend said no powers. And I want him to blow me later. So we have to follow what he says. Yeah. And so Evan is in the background like, these mosquitoes are horrible. And like complaining about everything. Which <laughs> I, lo- I also found really adorable. Because again, he's from the city. He doesn't like understand why he has to be here. Yeah. Well, he compares them to like hawks or something. So yeah. He's like, no bugs like this in the Berg, man. It was Cute. Yeah, right. So then we have Fred, who's got a rope attached to him. Well, first there's Toad. Toad is easily leaping up the mountain by himself, being like, ah, 
this is easy. Yeah, I mean, like, and I know they're saying no powers, and he's blatantly using his, but, like, why wouldn't but he? But how is he supposed to not use it? I, I mean, was that's say, how yeah. Toad gets around. The same like, with Fred. Isn't he, yeah. like, doing all the heavy lifting right now, literally? Literally. So Fred is literally carrying Avalanche and Pietro on ropes over his back while he climbs the mountain by himself, like, using his own feet as pushing in to be footholds because right. he's got super strength. So he's just, like destroying the side of the mountain to climb up it it's pretty badass yeah and pietro's like if he slips and falls we're history death by blubber blom and i was like whatever pietro like, yeah pietro's being like up. a little whiny asshole honestly like it not, annoyed me I know. but avalanche at least was like fastest way to the top is a straight line pietro we're winning this race and so he seems to like appreciate what fred is doing well i mean i kind of feel like Lance is the heart of the Brotherhood throughout the series. He is. He's kind of like paired with Cyclops for a reason in this episode, I think, because he's sort of like the leader, at least in this. Like, he's right. the reasonable one. He's the one who has a plan. But yeah, I don't know. Also, like, Toad doesn't have his shit enough together to be the leader. I don't know why Fred wouldn't be the leader. I guess I because know. they don't like Fred enough to actually respect him, which is shitty. They but. just assume that he's dumb, but clearly he's not. I kind of wonder if it had continued on to a season five, because we get kind of like a glimpse at the end of season four when they were canceled. They're like, here's a quick glimpse of a bunch of the things we wanted to do. And we see him with, like, the, uh, I forget what it's called, um, when he were when they go off and they do the brotherhood officially for the government mm. and i kind of wonder if he was going to be leading there because there was no mystique in that situation so who knows but anyway yeah. okay so we're gonna flash over to the blackbird which storm yep. is piloting on autopilot she goes on top of the blackbird she makes like everything kind of foggy like that's yeah. what she's doing here and xavier sure. it goes back to xavier who has like i don't even what is this he's just like if it's really foggy and nobody can see my brother, then it will prevent them from capturing him. And Logan's like, what the fuck? Like, what are, yeah, what are you like, trying to do? Xavier's like, like, if nobody fights the juggernaut because they can't see the juggernaut, then they won't get hurt. And it's like, okay, so now well, yeah, what? Logan's like, what is this? Why is he coming to kill you? You're giving me zero information. Do we have any way to defeat him? And Xavier's like, the only nope. way we can defeat him is if we get into his mind and I fuck around in there for a while. Except he's wearing a special helmet, which turns out anyone who gets close to me also gets one of these helmets to keep me out of their head. <laughs> For some reason, everyone I've ever met keeps buying these helmets to make it so that I can't get into their mind. I don't know why, but for some reason... <laughs> It's like happening. Really? I mean, really, though. So then, then we get a shot of Juggernaut tearing through a train. And it's actually pretty cool. I mean, I'm cool. sure everybody died on the train, but, you know, Probably. at least. Well, Juggernaut so far has only killed cops, so I was fine with it, honestly. Yeah, I know. And so then, then we're going back to the woods. And this is like Fred getting pietro and lance to the top yep. and they find an abandoned mine and there's an abandoned mine shaft and toad is already in there and he's checking it out and then he pops back out and he's like there's a tunnel in there with a stairway to the top and avalanche is like great perfect the flag is ours and so they rip down the danger sign on the outside of the mine shaft and they walk right in of course we know this is going to go horribly wrong right. because duh. i mean there's a big sign that says danger yeah i mean it's a mine shaft come on right so then the x-men show up for another amazing scene where scott's still being awful and like <laughs> kurt's like is the flag still up there and scott's like i can't tell pop up there and check and kurt's like uh didn't gene say we're not gonna do that and scott's <laughs> like do you want me to suck your dick later or not and kurt's like fine <laughs> i will i know so yeah. he teleports up there he comes back he's like yeah it's still there and scott's like great evan spike us up there and evan's like i thought we weren't doing this and like scott's <laughs> like do you want to win or not so, so Evan takes a rope, spikes it up to the side of the rocks here. I don't know, like the side of the mountain. And Scott's yeah. like, that flag is ours. And Scott turns around and see all the X-Men have come up here 
and seeing, just glaring at him. Yeah, they see that he did this, and so he kindly holds out the rope to Jean, who puts who her chin up it. and like yeah. climbs up the mountain without the rope. And I loved it by herself. I love her animated facial expression there, where she's just like "fuck you," but like I only know, with her I eyes. Mean, yeah, I really loved it because Jean's just like, "I'm so sick of your sick of your shit in this." I honestly do not understand how in season three they get to this point where they're like, "Let's fuck," because I like, know it doesn't seem like they have that energy at all. The energy in this is like they like kind of like disagree they're kind on of like things. Brother sister almost in this. Like they yeah. seem gay. I don't know. Anyway, everybody uh, seems in gay in this. Shaft, I know. Uh, so Toad leads them up to the ladder at the end of the mine shaft, except there's a bunch of rocks blocking the top of it. And Avalanche gets really pissed off and he's like, you fucking idiot. How are we supposed to get through there? And Toad is like, I kind of figured, you know, you could avalanche it loose a little bit. And Pietra's like, yeah, give us some more juice and we'll unclog it. And then Lance is like, oh, fine. Like, yeah, I said I wouldn't use powers, but like, fuck it. So he tries to use his powers to dislodge the rocks, but they're in a mine shaft. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, they get Everything trapped. starts caving in. Yeah. It's like crazy that they don't die. I assume Fred saved everyone. There's no I assume other way. So too, but also, I assume that Fred could probably get them out of there if you just like yeah, punch some rocks. Yeah, I think he rocks. does. Yeah, I'm assuming that that's the only way they get even close to the edge. Also, I, I was I don't understand why Toad can't get out of this because they're stuck at the bottom of this like tunnel that well, yep. it's more like a like you know like when you go into the sewer and you climb down a ladder to the, the yeah that's it's what like it's that. like but like yeah. it's toad he can just like hop off the walls right and can't like Pietro run fast enough to go up the walls and also well well presumably the rocks are like falling down the shaft that uh, they just okay, were trying to open up okay, so they can't it. get back up there presumably fair, i don't know fair. they don't really animate all of that i mean it would probably be really hard to you're animate right okay that so shit. you're right so then the X-Men see the flag and the ground starts shaking and Evan literally falls off falls, the side of the mountain. Falls to his fucking death. Like, like he's, he's like going to die. die. And yeah. so, so Gene saves him. You know, Scott's like, that was probably Lance. And like Gene has just saved him with her telekinetic her powers. powers. Yeah, her telekinesis. And so, and so Scott's reaction is like, that was probably Avalanche. We have to get up to the flag right away. Gene, levitate us up there. And Gene's like, hell no. And so it's yeah. like, uh, why not? You just use your powers. And Gene was like fuck you yeah she's like that was life or death this contest isn't seems like x-men and ought to know the difference but like why was that scott's reaction it's like i don't know scott is like everyone's dying let's get to the flag like Uh, why does he fucking care i don't know i mean this is very much scott summers i know i do actually like this as his character well this is how he is like on a mission it's like he's like no we have to keep going we have to complete the mission even if like it means people are going to die along the way that's what professor xavier would have wanted like that is (laughs) And like, it's like the mission is like capture the flag. And Gene is like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like, this is like a school game. What I am like, learning from this episode, and it's unfortunate it does not go in this direction, but Gene should clearly be running the X-Men. I know. I know. Or at least somebody else who isn't Scott. There's, there's like, actually like a lot of fight back on that throughout this year seasons. Like in the season two, that episode, a lot of people like claim is like bad. That I actually love the one where like Gene and all the girls go off to be like vigilantes. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think the reason why people don't like it is because the, at the end, they're told that it was stupid that they did that. Right. I mean, I would guess that's why people don't like it. I, I mean, I don't know. I rewatched it recently and I was like, Maddie's going to love this when we get this episode. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm going to fucking love it. But I also remember when you rewatched it, that that was how it ended was with like Scott. Scott and Xavier being like, okay, girls, that was pretty irresponsible. And they're like, you're right. Like, I think that was what you told me that the ending of it yeah, was. Yeah, it was. It was. The rest of it's great and kind of gay. So whatever. Yeah, but we'll anyway, see. that's I'm in sure season two. It. So anyway, Jean is not doing that yet. She's just like, we need being to like badass. do this correctly. 
Yep. Yeah. And this is when Rogue finds the Brotherhood and she says they yeah. caved in and they're begging for help. And Toad is like echoing up from the mine shaft, like, we're caved in. Come on, don't leave us down here, man. Not for some stupid flag. Which, like, Toad is just a nice person. Like, he's never done anything wrong in I his know. life. I know. But even Scott at that moment, he's like, let's go get our picture with the flag first. And they're like, Scott. <laughs> No, he doesn't. He's like, let's save them. It would be really funny if he was like, just really quickly, like, uh, can we get the flag? And I was like, Scott. <laughs> like Gene, Gene just throws him down at the mine shaft. Yeah. So, but then we have to quickly go back to Xavier, yep. who's still making up excuses as to why the juggernaut is okay, mad at I him. I thought this was really funny. Like, it's just him monologuing to Logan about every single bad thing that ever happened in his family life while Logan's like rolling his eyes in the background. Like, why are we talking about I this? mean, like, literally Xavier's like, he was so jealous of my powers that he got powers himself and was so angry at me with jealousy. And that's why I had to put him in prison because he was yeah. so jealous of me. And Logan is like, oh my God. Like, yeah, it was like, he's so destructive and so mad and jealous of how great I am that I had to lock him away. <laughs> and Logan's like, I don't have time to unpack this shit because he's literally <laughs> here on the front door now ready to break everything. So yeah. So what happens is Xavier goes and hides in the danger room because that's the safest place to hide. Yeah, I mean, that's literally what he does. It's like so annoying. And so Mystique is here with Juggernaut, by the way. She just like followed him, I guess, as a jet. I don't know how. I mean, she got, she turned into a jet and then she flew to the X-Mansion, just waited for him to get there, which he was walking again. So she had to just sit there (laughs) waiting. At least he didn't walk through the ocean this time. I know, but he would do it just to kill Charles. And who could blame him? The Juggernaut is actually the most relatable character on this show. I really wish they would just let him kill Charles at this point because like, I know, enough is enough. And on the way in, he just immediately just destroy Cerebro like instantly I know he doesn't give a shit he just fucking crushes it instantly okay also as soon as they walk in Mystique looks around to see that like there's nothing even stopping them she goes like I honestly expected better which I laughed at really hard she's like she's like what the fuck (laughs) is this like yeah it's just like a house with no security systems apparently so Logan is the security system he's screaming and flinging himself around (laughs) trying to defeat Juggernaut failing obviously because Logan can't measure up against the juggernaut at least not by himself so they're fighting and get thrown through a billion walls together eventually juggernaut ends up in the danger room with xavier who's just fucking chilling there mystique follows him in she has the cerebro helmet in her hand because she's really fucking mad and she's like you lumbering imbecile what did you do sit on cerebro you smashed it what happened to her deal and juggernaut just goes i don't make deals and like smacks her across the room over to charles yeah and then he's like charles aren't you gonna welcome me home and then we get like a dramatic commercial break like, i know but then after that it comes back to scott who's offering to help avalanche up out through the mine shaft with a rope and i'm yep, just like i'll gay. do it myself he goes up and then like Scott stares at Avalanche's butt for a little bit. It's like, that's yeah, the thing that's happening cute. here. And then they get to the top. Fred yeah. points at the flag and he's like, hey, Pietro, go get that flag. And Pietro does it and he zooms off. But Kurt sees him doing it and he teleports. Can I just <laughs> point out that Fred is leading? I know. That's because Fred's <laughs> the best. So then Kurt and Pietro both grab the flag at the exact same time. And then suddenly Storm arrives on the X-Jet and she calls out to all of them. And she's like, Professor X is in danger. And so is Mystique. And then Scott turns over to Lance and he's like, hey, you up for this? And then they like kiss a little bit. And they're yeah, like, I know. Yeah. It's, it's like, and like, it's like, what the fuck, Scott? Are you going to do anything useful today? Now you're making out with Avalanche. Like, what are you doing? But 
Uh, anyway, it's cute. I I liked it. I liked that they were coming together to work together because I'm a fucking cornball. They were coming together. They were okay, coming but so then the blackbird flies away, and we see Sarge look it up. And then, like, why does nobody? Why does he not like report to the school that all the children just went missing on a magic jet? I don't know. Maybe he knows who the X Men are. Like, maybe Xavier brainwashed him and was like, "Deal with this." I don't uh, fucking you know, you're right. know. But anyway, they drop the flag on him, and also a photograph that I guess Storm took of all of them standing next to the flag. <laughs> yeah, they're all in the flag that's what i thought because like okay so they're all standing with the flag it's a polaroid so they like quickly developed it dropped it on the sergeant and i was like who took this picture and i was like wait was storm just standing there in the blackbird and they're like oh can you quickly take a picture of us us? and storm is like xavier is dying right now and so is raven and they're like um well we're playing capture the flag so (laughs) i mean that's very teenage energy and i like how storm humors it too yeah she's like fine we just need to go but fine um and then she like probably uses her wind powers to magically send the flag down i don't even know what's happening because now we go to back to the expansion and xavier activates a protocol that i laughed at called logan's run (laughs) i know logan's run x13 is what it's called oh my god it's a bunch of fucking buzz saws that's all that's in the danger room (laughs) it's just 60 buzz saws which i don't know why they thought that was gonna work it's like the only the only thing they could get from home depot that caused any damage was some buzz saws yeah so like then all of the x babies and the brotherhood babies show up at the door dramatically and they're like hey logan you can take a break because we're here now and also we're gonna help out these buzz saws and mystique is like well this is a surprise which i liked from her because she's like baffled that everybody's suddenly working together yeah she's like what is happening and so then juggernaut is reaching his hand towards xavier's face but gene telekinetically pulls him away and then logan yells at them to remove uh kane's helmet and then fred is fighting the juggernaut pretty badass even though he gets like knocked away kurt teleports onto juggernaut's back to try to unlock the helmet juggernaut throws him and then like basically just a combination of all the different characters using their powers this we've seen this happen before it's pretty cool though because we've never seen the brotherhood and the x-men working together i think this might be the first time ever that we've seen that we also haven't we also haven't seen the brotherhood and the x-men fight each other yet on this show so the first time they do anything we did in the scene the silent hill episode at the very that end that was barely anything they just kind of well, stood there and they like faced off and didn't do anything and this since then they've worked together oh i guess yeah. no you're right you're right because they i forgot at the end of the silent hill thing they like were they fighting. do fight each other at the very end yeah but they're fighting over like the machine they weren't even fighting each other you know what i mean they, yeah i do know what you mean but we haven't least seen them all use their powers individually by the way storm doesn't cool. do anything useful this she just blows some i know wind. storm is fucking i know it's upsetting <laughs> But anyway, I did like the final thing that happens, which is that Rogue steals Kitty's powers, and then she and Kitty both run through a wall together to leap on top of Juggernaut, take the latch off, and then Toad jumps in to use his tongue to remove the helmet, which is like, it's cool. I felt like the whole fight scene was really well choreographed. Yeah, it was really fun. Like everybody it was like did every something that helped. Every person gets to use their power and work together. Like suddenly, it's as though all of them have this second sense of like, oh, we we should just all work together. Suddenly, yeah, I, I mean, don't because know. also Xavier and Mystique aren't leading them at this point. It's they like aren't. them making their own calls, and then like as soon as the helmet comes off, Xavier goes, "I'm sorry, Kane, but I have to brainwash you." And then we see him like tormenting his brain for like a full five minutes. It's terrible. It's like looks really agonizing. It's kind of fucked up. And then Kane passes out, and the X Men, the Brotherhood, cheer together. And Mystique's like, "Now that's something you won't see every day." And Xavier's like, "I agree." And that's a shame. And Mystique's like, "No, it's not." 
Bye. <laughs> like, yeah, because well, Mystique also was like, I literally just freed your brother who you imprisoned for no real reason, and then you tortured him right now, and you want me to like get the kids together to work together? No. If this is how you treat people, fuck you, dude. Like, Yeah. I mean, also, the reason she's trying to steal Cerebro is probably because she wants to track mutants on her own, because she doesn't trust him. I mean, I mean yes, Mystique but also, is also not trustworthy, but like... Neither is Xavier. How would so you whatever. operate Cerebro without a psychic? She'd probably though. have to steal a, a psychic from somewhere. I don't know where, but that was probably going to be step two. Yeah, I don't know. but like she never gets there. So anyway, then so, that one's just like, hey, Summers, as a leader, you're only half bad. And he like winks at Cyclops. And Cyclops is like, well, then next <laughs> time you can call the shots and be on top. And Avalanche is like, trust me, there won't be a next time. At least that they will know about. And then Scott like smiles at that. I was like, why is Scott smiling? Like, I don't know. They gay. were like, they were clearly like talking about who is going to fuck each other. And then, yep. then we get a shot back to Xavier locking the juggernaut up again. And Logan yep. even then is like, what the fuck, Charles? You can't do this to people. Like, <laughs> yeah, like Logan goes, you can't control the will of others, Charles. They do what they want. And yeah, I, was I mean, just like, like, Logan literally straight calls out Charles bullshit in this episode. Yeah, he's like, he's what like, the stop fuck trying is this? to fucking brainwash people all the time. And Xavier just goes, we do what we have to do. Which and is I, such, I was so I was mad. Like, dude, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. It's like, whatever, dude. I, I don't know why I'm here. Like, at this point, <laughs> I'm just here trying to protect the children from you. Yeah. And so then they all get in the elevator and Gene and Scott like punch each other on the arm 60 times. Like why? But also why are they there? Why? I don't know. It's like very inappropriate for Scott and Gene to be there. But then Scott goes, it felt kind of right, didn't it, Gene? And Gene's like, what are you talking about? And Scott's like, you know, me and Lance making out. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, why can't they just stop drawing battle lines in the sand? And Gene's like, well, it's like Logan said, you can't control the will of others. And Scott's like, yeah, I know. Maybe they'll come around and you could be their conscience. You're pretty good at it. And then Gene punches him on the arm and is like, shut up. Even good guys need to nudge every once in a while. Yeah. And then Scott's like, yeah, whenever you think I need it, nudge away. And I was like, yeah, clearly this is the show trying to convince me that Scott's attracted to Gene. <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't buy it. I don't think they're, yeah, they're trying to do each know. other. I mean, like, I don't, it's like this terrifying thing just happened with the juggernaut and Xavier in the background. Yeah, and, and then they, just, they like, like watch this guy go into a tube and they're like punching each other, talking about how they want to fuck their friends. But even that felt believable to me, though, because it's like <laughs> it is the X. I don't know. Like, I feel like you and I were that way when we were teenagers where like something horrible would happen. And then like two seconds later, we'd be like making fun of it. Like, I don't know. Like, that's just like how you process information at that age, because like you just don't react in the same way you know what i mean yeah i don't know i loved it i thought this was another fun episode i'm not gonna give it a five but i don't know maybe like a three yeah i mean it's like it's it's the same way that we felt about spike cam where it's fun and enjoyable yes. to watch so it's like a three and out of five filler. it's mostly filler i i would still, but it's still filler it. that i would recommend watching oh, it yeah it's it's definitely i mean it's important to know fun. because I, juggernaut does come back in this show i don't know how many times but i know he does at least once so like we won't have oh, all yeah? the introduction information. And again, it's just like, he's going to be there, you know? Yeah. Oh, right. Because somehow he gets freed. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he does. No, it's actually a pivotal part of the end of season two. Okay. So well, I guess we'll know when we get there. I mean, we will. This is, this is a fun version of Juggernaut. So I, yeah, I, I guess get, we'll see. I was like, I was like, uh, I'll take it. I'll take this version of him. Although I wish Blacktown Cossidy was here for him to be like, let's fuck. Mm hmm. Do we have a Who's That X-Men this week or no? No. We're like clear of those, I think, for the rest of the season until Havoc. Cool. So. This is going to be a zippy ep for once. We it had is. some long ones. I know. Um, so we should talk about who's gay. The X-Men are a metaphor for a lot of things. 
there's a lot of people who are gay in this but obviously the top tier one right now is like lance and scott a pairing that nobody ever knew they wanted yeah i wouldn't have predicted this at all and i was honestly kind of skeptical about the read of lance as being a gay character like way back when i i was sort of skeptical and you were the one who was like no he's gay and like i well that's because i think everybody on the show is gay like i well, do not think there are straight characters on this show yeah but i feel like in this episode i could really see that pairing working but this version of scott seems so gay to me like i don't know what it is uh, yeah. maybe and it's also, his little like, threadbare like, tank top they have this whole I thing being like where they're like trying to figure out which one's going to be on top between the two of them and mm-hmm, like but they're also like competing with each other which like why are you so obsessed uh, well, with each do, other yeah i know they're also like shoving at each other being like like you know that thing when i don't know when you're a teenager and you, you like are attracted to somebody you want to touch them so you like punch you them. them or you punch them on the arm yeah like yeah. push them around just so you can like touch them it's like that kind of level of ridiculousness happening Mm-hmm. I don't know. I bet there's a bunch of fan fictions of them. And now we know how to search for them. And that's what's important here. <laughs> also, shout out to Nightcrawler and Scott, because I feel like there is sort of a gay energy between them and this, too, where they're, they're clearly still dating. And Kurt's just like, I don't know what my boyfriend wants out of me right now. So I'm just kind of doing what he says, because all of this is crazy. Yeah, I feel for him. I mean, I don't know. I... I don't really think anybody else is necessarily gay. Like, Logan's just always gay by default, and, like, so is Xavier, but it's not like Magneto or Sabretooth or anybody, like, makes an appearance in right. this episode. No, they're just, like, gay there. I'm actually surprised that we didn't see anything between Evan and Pietro in this. Like, this seems like yeah, a good opportunity. that's a good point. There would have been a good opportunity for that. Or, like, Toad and Kurt, since apparently that's a ship that people have that I still feel like I haven't really seen. If anything, Kurt and Pietro were the ones who were, like getting on each other's nerves in this app because they're both the fast ones who could get to the top fastest. Right. I mean, like also Rogue and Kitty like are in the background <laughs> of this. So I don't yeah. know if they're, they have some sort of gay thing. I don't know. Like they don't have don't a lot know. to do in this, honestly. I mean, Rogue and Kitty did touch each other behind the scenes before that fight at the end. So clearly whatever is going on between the, them do, is do, continuing. Do you wonder if like <laughs> they were they're, like in the middle of that Rogue's like, I need to take your powers and Kitty's like, oh, okay. Well, well, she's like, she's like, the only way we can do this is if we kiss real quick. Like, <laughs> it's like why why did rogue takes kitty's power now that i think about it like so, why did well that no even you because you, you already explained it it's like i didn't yeah. even understand that before i thought it's like kitty phased them both through but you're right that they weren't like holding hands it's because they both had to like get the other two latches yeah that's it so i don't know i think rogue just did a little quick kiss of kitty behind the scenes and then they just zipped through the door together because now they're dating it's a weird ship but i'll take it kitty's queer canonically now so everyone is just fucking and then we will for it's like can somebody lead a team and can it be me because none of you can like stop fucking each other like what is happening poor fred fred's the best Fred's like my favorite character on the show so far he's the, the best the, the version of him that's not mutant crush the version of him that's been present that since version then. is fake i will accept the first three minutes of mutant crush as being a part of fred's character after that and then the rest of it has been like completely blacked the out. rest of it he was brainwashed by i don't know xavier, xavier? I mean, yeah. isn't that his thing? I mean, Xavier does do that a, a lot in this episode. Yeah, I mean, he was probably like, Fred is going to be too sympathetic because he and Gene are becoming friends, so I'm going to, like, force him to do some stuff that Gene would hate. It's unfortunate that they didn't go down a route where, like, Gene and Fred could have been friends and then we, they could have had their own. That would have been so much more interesting, and I'm still disappointed that they didn't do it because yeah. I feel like... 
Okay, so like I still enjoyed this episode in the sense that it has the Brotherhood and the X-Men working together in the end and perhaps even having those moments of realization of being like, why are we fighting each other? And like, why are we letting these adults control what we do? Like, I feel like that's the implication is like Mystique and Xavier are maybe both wrong and these kids are actually right and they can take care of themselves and like figure that out on their own. But like... I don't know. Like the show hasn't quite made that leap yet. I don't know if eventually it does get there where the kids are rebelling more and more against the adults in their lives. I don't know. I honestly, I don't remember, but like one can hope that they do figure something like that out. Because I just think it's more interesting. I I do too. I don't want Gene and Scott to constantly be going around being like, Xavier's our dad and he made the right call doing this and we love him more than anything. It's like, it's sickening to me because Xavier's such a piece of shit and like constantly lies to people. So... I don't know. Logan's yeah. okay on this show, though. And so is Storm. Storm took a picture of them, and that's all you could really ask. <laughs> yeah, right. I actually enjoyed Logan in this episode just because he was questioning everything Xavier's doing. He's just like, what the fuck, dude? Why? Yeah. Like, every single time. I like that, too. I don't like that Storm never does, but at least Logan does. Um, It's like all we have. So, yeah, that's it. I don't know. We did it. We this did. was an episode. Yeah, this is like what the episode flow is supposed to be like, but it never happens. <laughs> yeah, this is how long they're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, and so we end up like going another half an hour after this. I don't know. I mean, we could talk about Avalanche's butt for another hour, but I don't think we need Does to. Does Avalanche's butt get like its own character spotlight? I don't want to do that. I don't like him that much. Anyway, plugs. So anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, you can follow us everywhere. The Mutant H is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, and we're individually on those places. Uh, I'm at Ryan.Pagella on Instagram and I am at Ryan Pagella on Twitter. I am at Mitty Myers on both of those places. Mitty! Mitty! And you could follow the Mutant Ages everywhere, like Ryan said, but also on YouTube where we have a channel where we're playing X-Men games very slowly, but surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we post we're playing other things X-Men too. Games, and we post a bunch of other things. We post like old archives of things that we did when we were children, such as like D-Men. filming D-Men and also making cosplay skits. I was watching that again skits. today. It was fun. D-Men, great film. Great yeah. film inspired by X-Men 2000. That's also inspired true. by X-Men Evolution on some level. Also inspired by a lot of other things. Um, to like Final Fantasy X2 Ron X2 yeah. it's like it's like we missed and we didn't even get the right X2 <laughs> I mean that was the joke that we were making I think oh I was know. it oh my god yeah. alright anyway so go watch our parody video if you want to do that you could also go and follow my YouTube channel which is yes. Brian Pagella that's just my vlog channel and also other stuff but it's just like behind the scenes what our lives are like but we're not doing this yeah and you know if you want to remember how to find all these things you should just head over to mutantages.com there's this bar on the right hand side that shows all the different ways that you can contact us it has our email address which is the mutantages at gmail.com it has a link to our discord server where you can hang out with other mutant ages fans and talk about x-men comics and this show and the marvel cinematic universe and what may or may not happen in it and the new mutants movie that's coming out on digital really soon actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And we also have a voicemail inbox that you can call. That's true. Which is 1-508-319-1668. You should leave us a message. Why not? We're going to yeah. do a listener mail. Uh, Pretty soon. Probably next week. Yeah. So you should leave us a message. And we have a physical mailbox, which is P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760 you could mail us shit if you want to yeah we like that it's fun what else what else well we uh, also have an official store so if you want to get some <gasps> sweet do. mutant ages merch like 
the logo or Bishop popping out of the bushes and screaming, time travel is real. Uh, you can find that by going to our website and finding the link over on the right. Or you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash the dash mutant dash ages. Sweet. And I love that time travel is real design. It's so good. Courtesy of Maddie Alterio. I love that time travel is actually just real. I love that time travel is real. And I love that only Bishop can do it and we can't. I can think of some things I'd change, but I trust Bishop to figure it out. You know what I mean? That guy's got everything figured out. Uh, Okay. Um, Also, we have a Patreon, which is a place where you can support the show with money if you are capable of giving money to the show and you will get so many cool things in return if you do you'll get behind the scenes content you'll get bonus episodes aim logs between me and ryan (laughs) you'll get get copies of my songs get bonus videos and you also get shout outs on the show at the top 25 dollar tier and today uh oh my god what voice can i even do sarge be like Juggernaut. The Juggernaut? Oh, yeah, Juggernaut. Well, what's he even doing? It's, she's just like, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. Shout yeah. out to Sora B and Samuel B. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck you, Xavier. Like, fuck Xavier. <laughs> also, if you cannot afford to support the show, that's totally fine. You could still give us a review on Apple Podcasts, or you could like leave a comment on SoundCloud, or like give us a rating on Facebook. Do any number Facebook. of things. Yeah. You could do any number of other things, or... You could also just share the show with your friends and tell them that you like this show and that you're rewatching X-Men Evolution along with us because it's a fun show, too. And just, you know, encourage the fun. Spread the wealth. It's cool. It's fun. It's good. If that's a what that's a great way to help us. And next week, we are watching the episode Shadowed Past. Yes. Shadowed Past. Do you guys like how fast we came up with that? I don't know. Do, do you like that we didn't stop and try to find what the name of the episode was? I don't think they don't you edit that out? Like what? <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes oh, I do. Well, anyway. Anyway. It turns out um, that I had a list of all this in our Google Doc all along. I forgot to tell us both that and then I forgot it was there. Not that anybody so, cares about the behind the scenes of that. Everybody does. Everybody cares. Everybody wants to know that we're having a good time. You know what? Let me tell you, like Maddie and I both have ADHD and we create <laughs> lists and things to prevent this kind of thing from happening. And then it still happens lists. anyway. Writing things down, taking notes. These are just a few of the tools that allow the mutant ages to happen every single week. <laughs> so anyway, list. we're watching Shadowed Pass. It's going to be about Kurt. It's going to be about Rogue. Maybe they'll find out they're related. Maybe they won't, but they I probably think will. They do. I think they like... Because, like, I don't think Rogue knows that Mystique's her mom on this show yet. Like, she knows that Irene is, but she doesn't really know much about Mystique, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when, it, when it's going to be revealed. I only know it's about Rogue and Kurt. That was as far as I read in the little description. So that'll be a fun one. We like those characters. It will. It will. Um, and until then, we'll, we'll see, see you next time. next time. Boom! Wait, also, wait, Wolverine. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I missed his phone call. Is Wolverine okay? I mean... Yeah, he's fine. He just t- texted me. and Or no, he didn't text me. He tried calling me and like I missed it because it's on silent. Oh, damn. You got to go get, get in touch. Let me see. What, hold on. He sent me a text. He says, do you want me to bring home pizza for dinner tonight? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, yes. because he always gets... A, I just want like fucking vegetables on there. And he puts all this like like sausage he no he, he puts, puts like his dick on there he, well he does that too but he also just covers in his sausages because like i don't know what his deal is with like sausage but like he puts it on fucking everything sausage i'm is so gross. hungry i'm gonna go make a pizza right after this are I'm you like actually gonna make a pizza really pizza hungry. why pizza, not pizza that's a good pizza, idea pizza all right see you next time see you next time the